Hey guys, welcome back to It Is Finished. I'm Helena. And I'm Bethy. We really hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Um, Bethy was the leader and she chose the topic of the sower's parable. Um, So if you haven't listened to that, please go back and do so. This week we are talking about another parable. But this time I'm leading the episode. So. And we're not going to waste any time this week. We're just going to dive right into the topic. Um, So I decided to talk about the parable of the lost son. And another name for this parable that might sound more familiar to you is the prodigal son. Um, um, And if you didn't know, prodigal means um, wastefully extravagant. So just keep that in mind. I was planning on summarizing... um, this little story that Jesus tells, but I think I'm going to read it instead because I feel like that's important. So um, if you want to read along with me, it's Luke 15, 11 through 32. It's, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Actually, me and Bethany are going to take turns reading. That's what we're going to do um, by ch- paragraphs, I guess. So starting with verse 11, it says, then he said, a certain man, oh, and the he who's talking is Jesus. Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine, if he didn't know swine or pigs. So he literally has a job feeding pigs. Um, And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the paws that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. And verse 17 says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But when the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this was my son for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house he heard music and dancing so he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant and he said to him your brother has come and because he has received him safe and sound your father has killed the fatted calf but he was but he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as the son of yours came 
who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Okay, so uh, it's kind of crazy because when I like, obviously I've heard this story before, like a while, long time ago, but I always assumed that it was just about forgiveness and I never really thought that deeply about it. Um, but it's not, obviously not just about forgiveness. I mean, that is a that is a major theme here, but just to go a little deeper, um, I just want to talk about what each of the characters in the story symbolize, um, at least what they could symbolize in, in interpretation. But so the father symbolizes God, our father, right? Um, the younger son, the son who um, came back home after leaving represents those who are lost in sin, right? Um, and then eventually come back. And the older son, at least in this these times that Jesus was telling the story, could represent the Pharisees or just those that are like claim to be religious, but are really just self-righteous, right? That's how I see the story. So now that we read the story and um, talk about what each of, or just said what each of the characters possibly, oh my God, I burped, possibly symbolize. Um, we just want to go back and look at the lines and Go deeper with the meaning. Okay, so starting with even the first couple sentences, um, the younger son asked his father to give him whatever goods belonged to him, right? And at first, I didn't really think much of this part, but um, if you look into it with history and things like that um asking your father to give you whatever portion of his goods belong to you is a sign of disrespect one and it kind of um foreshadows you leaving like wanting to leave and his father could have easily said no don't be disrespectful stay here stay in your place right but his father didn't do that instead his father gave him what he asked for um, and it's not like his father had no idea that he might leave. His father knew that that was a possibility, but he still allowed it to happen. Um, and just going back to the symbolism with the father symbolizing our God, um, God lets you go about your way, right? God lets the sinners go, right? Not to say that he's not going to do everything in his, that he can to, show you who he is so that you don't turn away from him, but he's not gonna force you to stay. And that just goes back to free will. So that was interesting. Um, and the son ends up leaving to no surprise. Um, and if the father symbolizes God, then the son leaving just represents sin, right? Like you might think, oh, him leaving is not a big deal. He's just going about his way. You know, you grow up and you move out, but leaving God that's the definition of sin is it not like departure from God going about your own way um so yeah 
And then it's crazy because he refused to work for his father um, and he left, but he ended up doing the same type of work he refused to do for his father. And not even just the same type of work, but probably worse because he was literally feeding pigs. And I'm pretty sure that that's not like um, a well pursued like career for people even during this time. Um, but that's literally what he had to do. And his living situation got so bad after he left that he was literally jealous of the pegs because he wanted to eat the food that they had. And he still, it still says, and no one gave him anything. He had absolutely nothing. Um, so if this is not screaming out to you, once you leave God, your life is literally, you have, you really don't have anything. You have nothing in the sense of like the things that matter. Um, that's really what it means. Um, yeah, I, I would just think it's kind of interesting if we got like his perspective and like just the emotional side of what he was going through, because through just reading this and like actually going through each and every verse, um, you can clearly see like from our perspective and any Christian's perspective that he is indeed suffering and he's suffering from something that he like desire to do if that makes sense he's his suffering is a result of him just going off of his own will instead of the will of his father um and you can see here that what he's doing his lifestyle completely changed as soon as he started going off of his way and that's something to keep in mind when you again deny or just depart from god's will in your life Yeah, and um, right after we learn about, you know, whatever situation he's in right now, he begins to think to himself, you know, literally his father's servants have more than enough bread and food, but he's there hungry, literally just suffering for no reason, literally just I keep saying literally <laughs> suffering for no reason just because of his own like he inflicted this on himself there was no reason why he should be in the situation other than like Bethy said his own desires which is stupid because now he's suffering um and I say st stupid not to call him stupid it's really just to call humans stupid <laughs> in general because we do this to ourselves like in our own lives um but thankfully he self-reflects on what's going on in his life um and i want to applaud him well he's not like a real you know thing but i would applaud him um for actually self-reflecting and realizing you know he was wrong um and when i think about it i feel like would i be like like would i do the same thing that he did or would i be too prideful and be like i'm not going back like i literally that's like imagine even nowadays like if you move out of your parents house and say i was just thinking i don't that. need to yeah um and you make a big deal out of it you know your parents are probably going to try to get you to stay save money do this and they're like no i am leaving and even i am 18 I literally um hey we're not 18 now we're like grown but um just kidding it's like two years off anyways um well betty's birthday is in like 10 oh days my <laughs> <laughs> anyways um yeah, I doubt most people would go back, would go admit that they were wrong and move right back into their parents' house. So props to him for doing that, right? 
Um, but yeah, so he decides I'm going to go back to my father. Um, and this whole time, now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm literally just picturing sinners, including myself, saying, yeah, I'm going to go back to God. Um, but so like, I want you to keep that imagery as well. As we're going through this, um, I feel like I'm in English class, but yeah. Um, and literally the thing he says, whatever he's saying now, he's repenting. He says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. That's mm. literally him repenting. Um, and it's also kind of sad because this is, whatever he's saying now, yeah, he's repenting and that's good. But part of what he's saying is literally just lies that the devil tries to tell you, right? is if you sin, you're no longer worthy to be called a child of God. <laughs> and I feel like that's also what stops people from going back to God because you feel like you're not worthy of it, which you're not. It's very, it's true. None of us are worthy of it, but we're still given it, you know, just because of his character, not because of anything we've done, because we do absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, and I, before you continue, um, two things. <laughs> so the first thing you talked about how when you said father i have sinned so it's important to point out that before he like just had a change because we talked about even in the last episode that repenting is just changing right that you have to acknowledge that you sinned right that's like the first step is like i have sinned and so he takes that first step which is great and like you said i would applaud him and then also like you said um the devil puts in our head that as sinners, um, even as being children of God, like I remember I used to struggle with this and it's still like just a thought that would cross my head. Even now being in my faith for however long I have been, um, it's like, I'm not worthy. Like why me type of thing. And it's like, why would you oppose something that's so good? But it's like, I just, would have times where I'm just like so unworthy and I'm just like God like I'm literally so unworthy of your grace like you really love me like no matter what like I just since there's no love like that here it's just it's crazy to believe that there is love like that you know what I'm saying and that's what makes him so special but it really takes just understanding like that is just God God is love so you can't no matter how hard you try to like explain why he sees you as worthy you won't yeah and like what he said his love is something that we can never really understand at least not right now as living on earth even probably when we get to heaven because at the end of the day we've never created something um the way that he did i mean you can see like mothers you know give birth or whatever but it's not the same thing um because i'm not even gonna get into it i'm really not um but yeah, his love is like nothing that we can ever experience here, which is why we can't really understand it, at least not yet. But, so the next section is for some reason, um, one that I've kind of heard um, like differing views on for some reason. Um, and it's the one where it basically just talks about how the son was coming back home and he was still far off, but the father went and met him like where he was and like greeted him and things like that. And um, I've heard people say that this story can't represent God and a sinner because God doesn't 
I've heard them say God doesn't come to you and like greet you or whatever. Like you have to like fully come to him or something. Um, but now that I think, and I was like, <laughs> but thinking about it now, it doesn't really make sense. So if you heard that, um, think about it and realize that it's just not true. Um, we've said so many times, like it literally just takes a really small amount of faith to be able to move anything like you don't need to like fully give your whole life to God in that very moment when you repent because one that's just not likely like it's just not possible <laughs> because you're not gonna we we just talked about this did we not in your episode when you repent you first acknowledge that you sinned right and sin or repenting is changing your mind about sin um, but you can't fully break those chains and you can't fully um take that sin out of your life until you're filled up enough with Holy Spirit to be able to do so. And you're not going to get to that point until you literally have gotten to, it just takes time. Like you have to really know him. You have to spend time with him. You have to do a lot more than just saying I've sinned, you know, it takes time. And that's not a bad thing. It's still really great. Um, but you taking that little step, you walking towards God, he's kind of, he's always like pursuing you, even if you're not pursuing him. But then imagine like actually taking those steps to walk towards him. Um, he's literally going to welcome you with open arms and provide everything you need to be able to um, come back to his kingdom, come back to be his child. I do want to preface something really quick um, that I feel like we didn't mention in the last episode that I feel like we should mention in this episode. And um, that is when we say like sin, like breaking away from sin and just breaking chains and stuff. It doesn't mean that those chains and like those things can't be broken off of you. Like for example, if there's like a demon or like a generational curse and like let's say somebody um, – you know, praise over you, whatever it is, and that demon is cast out, that's not what we're saying. Like, those things could still happen. But for example, if there's like a generational curse of like lust, or I don't know, like, a, like things a, like, a, like greed, a desire to kill like, or something. Yeah. Ooh. That's hard. I mean, so it's, is a big shot. But yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah, like anything, adultery, like whatever it is, if you have that curse, generationally, it doesn't mean that those things can't be like bound. Even that literally happens to non-Christians if someone just like prays over them. And I've seen that multiple times. So that's not what we're saying. But we're saying that even after that, it takes faith and it takes a very close and intimate relationship with God to continue with that walk and like actually stop. Like there's one thing where the demon can literally be cast off of you, but there's another thing where you have to continually walk with God so that it can't have a way again. You know what I'm saying? You can actually break away and forever. Mm -hmm. That's why a close and intimate relationship with Holy Spirit is important. Yeah. I mean, there are literally um, people that seem to have the strongest relationship with God, but later in their life, it's lost because it's not something that it's like a one and done thing, but it's something that you have to maintain. Just like we said with any other relationship, you can't just like, for example, you can't just get married and then stop doing things with your partner and expect to have a healthy marriage. Like at that point, you guys aren't even married. You don't even know each other, right? It's the same thing. You can't have, a, like she said, a close and intimate relationship with someone without 
constantly spending time with them. Um, so yeah, that just doesn't work. I don't even know how we got to this point from what I was talking about, but um, yeah. Um, something that I noticed when reading this, verse 23, it says, and bring the fattened calf here, or fatted calf here and kill it. Um, and I just thought it was interesting symbolism there. Um, blood was shed, the animal was killed, which is like an atonement for sin. Um, especially in the Old Testament, they did animal sacrifices to cleanse themselves of their sin because they didn't have the blood of Jesus at that time um, to make them new again. But yeah, that's basically what, I don't know, that's how I looked at it, I guess. And um, yeah, I just thought it would have been cooler if they used a lamb. <laughs> they didn't, but I still think it means the same thing. So it's whatever. Um, and it's interesting because the son acknowledged that he wasn't worthy to um, be his son anymore, but, and he offered to just be his servant. He gave the son more than he deserved. He gave the son more than he was expecting, um, which is just how God works, right? Um, even the gifts that we have while living on this earth is still abundant. Um, abundant. So ugly, but whatever. Um, like spiritual gifts that we have, we can speak in tongues, we can heal people, you can do all these things, right? Yeah. And just to add on to that, um, we can see just how much the father really cared for his um, son and with how he treated him when he first saw him. Um, not only did he leave his place to go to him, which to me just screams Jesus, right? He left the throne of heaven. Um, the father left his house and he met him where he was, Jesus came down here as human form and met us how, and met us how we are, right, as humans. So, um, yeah, just a lot of symbolism, and it just really represents who our God is, a loving God, a God that will shower you with love and gifts, like Helena just mentioned, um, with exactly how he treated it here. We see it in the physical um realm because you know they're humans but with god we get a bunch of spiritual gifts and not only spiritual but that spiritual ends up overflowing to your physical and a lot of times i talk about how uh, maybe not on here but your physical like how you speak how you think what you do how you act is really a reflection of your spiritual life if you don't have a spiritual life or your spiritual life is on the darker side um, and this is demonic, um, you can, someone could spot that out. Maybe not someone who isn't from Jesus, but um, you can tell when someone is like spiritually weak, whether it be how they talk or how they act or whatever it may be, your physical life is a reflection of your spiritual life, whether that, in every aspect, honestly speaking. Um, so that's another thing to like keep in mind. Yes. Um, and it's not just spiritual gifts that we get directly, but as we talked about before, you literally get protection on this earth from anything that is trying to harm you. Um, um, and the father tells the servants why he's doing all of these things for um, his son. And he says, 
his son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And this is clear as day, just screaming what the symbolism is. Um, when we're walking in sin, we're spiritually dead, as we say so many times. And then when we go back to God, we're alive again, which is what the Father is literally saying. Um, and this is why when, like, for example, when I got baptized, the pastor um, said, imagine uh, the celebration that's going on in heaven right now. And that's that's literally the reason why. Um, and we'll talk about this later when we get to the older son and how his reaction was. But heaven literally celebrates every single time a um, person turns away from sin. And because it's a big deal, it's not easy to do, um, to like leave your life that you're so comfortable with and die to your flesh and decide to follow Jesus. There's something so hard to do, especially in the state of this world, um, which is, it is something to celebrate, right? Um, and then next is when we get on to um, how the older son reacted. Now, this man, you know, when I first read it, I kind of understood why he was upset because I was just thinking about if something happened like that in my family and like my, well, I'm the younger sibling. So, but if my older brother um, like went off and did something stupid and then he came back and then my mom was just like celebrating him and blah, blah, blah. But I never got anything. I'd be irritated. I'd be pissed, right? I think we can all agree. That would just be really annoying. Um, but looking from outside, he does look like such a hater. Um, and you're like, what's your problem? But I guess I see where he's coming from. Um, but at the end of the day, the thing is, he told his father, I have never transgressed your commandment at any time. But that's really just not possible. <laughs> like, there's no way he has always listened to um, his father. Like, he has to have done something in his life. Um, and even if he did, that's fine. But you can't claim to, like, be perfect. That's just not, like, how it works. And going back to what I said about him kind of representing the self-righteous and the Pharisees at this time, the Pharisees, as we talked about, like, so many episodes back, they were a religious group, right, during this time. And they followed the law of Moses. So they they didn't believe in Jesus, like, when he came on earth. Um, and they really just thought that they knew the laws of God and they thought that they were following it perfectly so this is probably something that they would definitely say if they were speaking face to face with God um, and they didn't get into heaven so I find that kind of funny but sad at the same time um and we see that with um sorry go ahead no no good mm -hmm. I was just gonna say we see that with um the woman that they brought to Jesus who was caught in adultery right they were um, they believe that she should be stoned for her sin, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they went like literally looking to um, condemn her. And so that's kind of the attitude with the self-righteous. And another thing to point out is that usually the self-righteous are the hardest to turn to God. Um, however, like you have to understand that having this type of hardened heart or a prideful heart is really what Satan loves and um, is the foundation of actually Satan's kingdom. And I don't want to call it a kingdom, but, you know, ruling the way he rules is out of pride and instilling that pride among people. So 
that's just like should be an eye opener and then the second thing is like because of that pride and because god's kingdom really fault like really is like the foundation is humbleness and we see that with jesus right and we see that with him saying that if you want to be a leader you have to serve people and just the whole jesus's life is built off of humbleness so you can just see the contradicting lifestyles there Mm -hmm. yeah and it is so hard for those types of people to turn to god because they they lack that they they don't acknowledge that they need god because they like like she said they're prideful um, on the other hand, the son in the beginning acknowledged and he knew that his life was not where it was supposed to be and that he did need to go back to his father um, to even live an okay life. Like he was ready to be a servant. So imagine like what his life was like before that, if he, that was literally what he was going for. But, and the thing that's funny about the son, he literally refused to go enjoying the celebration um he could have had some good food and listened to some music but instead he literally chose to be in isolation he chose to be alone and to suffer over being with his own brother and even the wording is off because he talks to his father and he says your son um he said but as soon, he says, you never gave me a young goat. <laughs> it's, it's just kind of funny to hear, like, nowadays, because, like, who says, who cares about goats? But, um, he, and then he says, but as soon as this, this son of yours came, like, you did all these things for him. Um, so it's just like, what's your problem? Like, you're hiding, <laughs> acknowledging that that's your brother. Like, you would think, you know, you care about your family a little bit. Clearly not. He's just a little mad. Um, and I sound like I don't, like I'm making fun of it, but I just, it's just weird to me. Um, and then, and the father responds to him saying, your brother. So just notice how like the father isn't very confrontational or is like very calm with the way he talks about things, but he's still correcting everything that he's saying which I find funny. Um, but yeah, and it kind of reminds me of Jesus about how his demeanor for the most part was pretty calm and never really spoke out of place. Um, but everything that he said was facts and kind of put people in their place. So kind of funny to me. <laughs> um, and the brother just seems like he's scared that his younger brother, like it's threatening whatever he's gonna get from his father. Um, and something that reminds me of this is how I think we talked about this in our episode when we talked about spiritual gifts, um, how other some Christians get jealous or other Christians because they have some spiritual gifts that they wish they had, like um, speaking in tongues or things like that. Um, but there's no point in doing that <laughs> because, well, one, there's enough of God's love to go around. Like it's, it's unlimited. So it's not like you're losing anything. Um, and two, some things just aren't meant for you in that specific time. And we've talked about this. You can go back and listen to those episodes. Um, did you want to say something? Go ahead. I was just going to say that definitely also crossed my mind with this. Um, and that the way that the older brother just reacted to this, it kind of also led me to how some Christians and just people in general 
love to just compare themselves and in the body of Christ we are all one body so a win for someone or a gift for someone or just like I don't want to say win but you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. something great happened that's a win for you too because we're all one body and it's also mirrored here how we're all brothers and sisters in Christ so here they were actual not actual but they were like blood brothers you know but in the spiritual realm again because we're relating this and we're um alluding this to like the spiritual um side of the kingdom of god we're also brothers and sisters in christ so it's also that it's like what happened to your brother if something good happened and of course mm-hmm. always something good is gonna happen but you know what i mean like something that just makes you be like why not me it's also you in a way because y'all are related and <laughs> that's it's benefiting god it's for god's glory and that's all that you should be worrying about and the father tells him everything that i have is already yours like nothing has changed you know just because he's coming back and he's receiving these gifts too doesn't mean you're not receiving yours um there's just no point in him being upset because nothing changed for him like he still has everything that he could possibly get um and just the way that the brother's thinking um it just reminds me of the episode that we did um um, with the book of job and about how people try to um like explain how God works um, because it's really easy to look at a murderer and say they don't deserve to go to heaven. They literally killed somebody. Um, and then let's say somehow you're told that he's going to end up going to heaven. Obviously that's just not possible, but um, if you, okay. So like I had a friend that um, was saying every time people go to prison, they, they end up getting baptized because they have no other alternative. Like they just, it's like a last resort thing. Like you're stuck in prison, you know, you're going to die there. So you become a Christian just in case, like when you die, you go to heaven or whatever. And just saying like, they're literally criminals. They don't deserve, even if there was an afterlife, they just don't deserve to be in the, I was going to say the good place, but heaven, like the show. Cause like I said, the, and then the only thing I can say is the heaven. So it's like the good or bad. Um, mm, that's weird. Um, yeah, they're literally criminals. Some of them have raped, killed, done weird things with children. And yet they deserve to go to heaven. So it's like you're questioning um, God's justice and his character. Because it's something that you don't understand. Um, and that's exactly what the son is doing. He's questioning why... <laughs> Why is he able to come back? Why is he able to do these things? That's clearly not fair from his perspective. Um, But again, that's just not like up to us to try to be able to explain or to decide because this isn't our world. Like we didn't create it. (laughs) We can't decide how it's run or try to understand how it is. And if you don't understand why, go back to the Job episode Um, because we talk about it a lot there, but yeah um yeah and just one more thing about the brother literally the bible um straight up says i don't really remember the verse i think it was in first john but anyone who claims to be in light and hates his brothers in darkness um so he's kind of like just going against himself at this point and one more note that i have here um that i think is important to say 
is that the father's grace overshadowed the son's sinfulness, um, which is also just talking about God, but talking about the actual, the, <laughs> I must choke on my spit again, but talking about the father in this story. Um, no matter what the son did, he literally left his family, he left his father, he, um, he spent all of his father's earnings and what he worked so hard for um, on things that didn't matter, like prostitutes and just wasting basically everything, which is how he ended up so poor, but that's besides the point. Um, but his father's grace overpowered that. It didn't really matter what he did um, in the past, just like how it doesn't really matter what you do or what you did um, in your life before you come to Jesus. But his grace allowed his son to come back to him and like claim his spot as his child, you know? Yeah, and I think um, something to point out and something I think we don't mention enough is um, as great as God's grace is, um, and we see it here clear as day, right? Like the Father is always grace, uh, full of grace, right? Full of just like accepting with open arms and that should be an invitation to pursue a relationship with him. Um, it does not mean that um it's because it is abundant right because it is infinite that it is to be taken advantage of and i posted a tiktok about this a couple weeks ago so um i don't know if you guys saw it on there but grace isn't an excuse to sin um and never has been never will be just because the father accepted him with open arms and you know showered him with love and gifts and all that doesn't mean that when he does it again he's going to do the same thing um god looks at your heart does not mean that also doesn't mean that you're not going to sin because you're human right um all in all he looks at your heart if you're purposefully sinning that itself is a sin and that itself is not okay in the kingdom of god because God is just, and we talked about that in Job, just because his definition of, de of just doesn't match with our def definition of just doesn't mean he isn't just, and there is atonement for your sin, so if you continue to take advantage of his grace, just because Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago, that same, like, that's what we're using, right, when we repent, when we turn away, when we're sinning, that's still, he's still making an atonement, he's still sacrificing till this day, and so just keep that in mind, and that's not what we're going with this episode is what I'm trying to find. I feel like we forget to mention this, that specific point a lot, um, just because, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of implied in what we say, but at the same time, it's definitely not because it's really easy to take advantage of his um, character and who he is. Um, but like Bethy said, he knows your heart, so it's not really going to work out for you if you're trying to take advantage of him. <laughs> oh my God, that's not funny, but like... <laughs> I don't laugh because it's funny. It's just like, whatever. Anyways, is there anything else you want to say? So I think that's it for this week. Um, I really enjoyed rereading this little parable and kind of just trying to break everything down um, because it means a lot more than I initially thought. Um, if you guys have any questions about this or anything else that we've talked about or just anything else in your life um any questions comments concerns as we always say um if you want to talk about anything prayer request literally anything um you can reach us 
on our TikTok or Instagram, which is at it is finished podcast. Our email is it is finished pod at gmail.com. Um, as we always say, if you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, please consider doing so. It only takes a little um, for Jesus to take you that long way. Um, and which we something that we never say, which is sad. But if you even if you have given your life to Jesus and you've kind of turned away, um, it's never too late to go back. Actually, I shouldn't say that, but um, when you die, it's too late, but you're still alive if you're listening to this. So please take advantage of the fact that he's blessed you with more days to like turn to him and just do it. Um, if you have experienced this love before, you know it's not anything that you have been able to experience since you left, right? Um, so go back please <laughs> do what the son did and um yes father. um I just want to say this story is like the story this parable and everything we talked about today I hope to be encouraging to turn to your father um any lies of the enemy any lies of just that you put in your head like I said I've gone through it myself where I feel like I'm not worthy for a God who is so loving like even just the thought of like how loving he is made me think like, why would I be so worthy of that love versus like a strict God? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's also why just a lot of other religions might seem more realistic in the sense of like, okay, I'm this human being and like, I need a God that's super strict and gives me rules and I need to follow because I'm not worthy of a God that's just going to love me and call me his son. And just like, it seems almost too good to be true. You know what I'm saying? But it is true. And we're a living testimony to that. So um, I hope this, like, we hope this, like, encourages you guys to turn to him. And like Helena always says, if you have an inkling um, <laughs> faith or just, like, a desire. Hey. Um, Ew, it's it's a ugly word hearing it from someone else. But I don't know why I say it so often. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll move a lot. And it'll just change your whole life. And afterlife, so mm-hmm. yeah. days right. Yep. Um, see you guys. Well, <laughs> you'll hear from us next week. Bye guys. Bye.